Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. And joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Yeah, I can't complain. It's uh, supposed to be almost summer, but it still feels like early spring. I'm not yeah. saying it's cold, but it's kind of cold. I don't get it. I'm one day wearing shorts. The next day, I, I have to put the pants back on. <laughs> yeah, we had a pretty good long weekend, though the weather was pretty nice for that. No, weather was great for the long weekend. Speaking of the long weekend, we had a couple uh, cool shows that we attended. Um, yes. The All-Star Wrestling one, we saw a couple title changes there. Uh, the Cruiserweight title changed hands. Uh, and uh, the female, the, the Women's Championship also changed hands. I was kind of shocked by that one, actually. I didn't really see Calamity Kate winning. Yeah, I was a little bit of an upset, which is good. Something different, keep you off, keep you off balance, right? No, 100%. And uh, that crowd was live, man. I got to yeah, tell you, awesome. it was a fun crowd. Um, Thunder from Jalunter, he put on a show. That was really fun. The two-on-one handicap match, uh, Falls Town Anywhere. Um, or no, last, last man standing match, sorry. Um, kind, kind of unique how he won that match. He tied both their ankles together with a little uh, assistance from Disco Fury. Or, yep, right, yeah. yep. Disco Fury. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, all in all, a really good show. Well-paced. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I think the crowd really made that show happen. It is. And then cool on, I like that venue. It was nice and roomy in there. Yeah, no, it's great. I, it's, it's accessible. It's it's easy. I probably say the only downside is if you're not there early enough, parking can be a bit of a hassle. But, um, I mean, if that's the only thing that I got to nitpick on, that's about it. But otherwise, you know what? We, we took the kids... Both the kids seem to have a blast. Um, your little guy over there, Flying Reigns, uh, did he have any voice left? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went for round two the next night, but we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, the, that all-star show was good, man. It was solid. crowd was hot. Yeah, I know. Little Miss Miss loved it. She enjoyed herself a lot. Um, she really, she's really taking to, taking to it now. It's really fun to watch her kind of watch it now, you know, so... It's, it's kind of fun. But then Sunday, uh, good friend of the show, Scotty Max Promotion, uh, Love Country Wrestling. They have their first show of the year uh, out in Aldergrove. And unfortunately, I could not attend due to uh, some family obligations that I couldn't get away from. Uh, but you attended on our behalf. How was that place? How was the show? It's a cool venue, man. If you, people haven't been there, they should go check it out. It's inside a barn, but it's not like a barn that you think. They got a rock climbing wall for the kids. They got a cool stage. They have weddings there. So this is a really, really, I guess, high-end barn, I guess you could say. From the outside, did it just look like a barn? No, it looks, you could tell it's a, it's a nice, nice, well-done building, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was a good okay. show. I mean, it was a really good show. Crowd wasn't as hot as it was at All-Star, but different crowd, a lot more kids there, mm -hmm. a lot more family-oriented, I guess. Although mm -hmm. All-Star is a family wrestling show, mm -hmm. this is a little more tame, but it's good action, you know, good action. Uh, some of the same guys from All-Star were on the LCW show. Kasaki was there. Um, the guy, the built guy with the beard, what's his name again? Uh, Odin Rex. Yep, he was there, you know, so, and we got to see Scotty. I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. That was a good match, main event, tag match. The owner of the loft country he wrestled with his kid he's got to be almost 60. yeah on his feet but he's picking up guys slamming guys did a couple cool moves i was impressed with him your scotty was mentioning that he was training the father and son so that must have yeah. been them right okay in the main event yeah that's right and this kid i don't know how old this kid is uh, he looked like 18 19 and he had a yeah. couple high spots jump up the ladder through the table Scotty's done a good job training because this guy probably started training in his mid fifties when he started training, and he looks okay. pretty good. Yeah. Okay, okay, awesome, man. So yeah, no, that was pretty strength, much. That's real. Farmer strength is real, you know. Yeah, I know, hundred percent, man. It has to be. It has to count for something. Look at Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, a lot of those guys who grew up in farms—they're they're tough as nails, man. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so we had a couple of good local shows here this weekend. Uh, we were able to get to both of them. Uh, if not together, we made both shows, I like to say. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the next offerings from both these companies coming up. And um, Speaking of that, I heard that All-Star is taking the summer off. Oh, really? That's, I don't know if that's an official word yet, but that's what I was hearing from some of the people that I know that work with that promotion that taking the summer off, they might, might not be back till September. Don't know if that's true or not. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I you know what, what are the summer months like? You know, do they have attendance drops? Is it even worth running shows considering that people might be out of town? I don't know. It's interesting, but that kind of opens the door to the other promotions locally as well now to kind of yeah. shine. NEW's got a show coming up this weekend in Poco. Yeah. Uh, that's the Rob Rob Fay, uh, former Team Ten Forty. TSN ten forty uh, personality and Vancouver Canadians, Vancouver Canadians and Blue Jays broadcaster. He's running that promotion now. Uh, they do shows out of Vancouver, and uh, this Saturday they're doing a show out of the Terry Fox uh, Theater. Well, in, yeah, no, in Coquitlam. Oh, they're going to Coquitlam. I've been there before. Yeah, no, I haven't been there, so I'm gonna come. I'm gonna make sure we're at that show. I'm kind of torn because that's the same time as Roly and uh, Tank. Um, so but we'll talk about that. Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be this Saturday. But uh, yeah, we're going to make our way out there that way. At least one of us will be out there for sure. I'll probably um, be there too. Awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so we'll I guess check we got a boxing fight on our phone, I guess. Well, we'll figure something out, man. This is an interesting. We'll talk about boxing later. Today, we're talking about wrestling. I know. I, 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 it sucks because if you don't watch it while you're watching wrestling, you're going to hear the spoilers. Alert on your phone when somebody's going to mention it's hard to keep the fight a secret, go home to watch it. You know, I did it this weekend. Did you? Yeah, I, I managed it perfectly. Even though it was a three-round fight, I was uh, I had no idea who won. I turned off all my alerts. I've actually gotten pretty good at it now by where I just basically turn off all my notifications from my boxing publications or my sports update publications. I just turned them off completely. Okay. And then um, what I also do, so, you know, tip to the listeners, I just ignore my phone smart so like you know when i when if i look at my phone it'll automatically open up if there's an alert so what i do now is i'll just open it in my pocket sort of a deal so i don't see any of the alerts or anything so that's the other way of doing it yeah that's true it can be done right? but it's tough it's tough but i mean it has to be done i mean if you know for, for what we have to accomplish and what we're trying to get out there you know it's, it's okay it's not that big of a deal it's not bad at all but um no, you know what? We got to go to these shows. This is really important as well. And uh, it just works out that way. And you can't complain. Our life isn't that bad when you have to consider shit. I have to go home and watch boxing now. Yeah, oh. exactly. No complaints. <laughs> we got pretty good. I have zero complaints, man, about what we get to do. This is a blessing. Um, Absolutely. Well we're said. so, we're so, we're so fucking lucky, man. <laughs> Hands down. Think about it, bro. Oh, I 100% agree with you. Right? Yeah. I mean, watch wrestling and boxing and then talk about it. Doesn't get much better than that for me. No, it doesn't. I mean, outside of being actually participating in a fight or participating with a promotion, I, I can't, you know, what, what what can we complain about, Chance? Nothing, man. What do of... we have to complain about? We're alive. We're healthy. We're doing what we love. I mean, like our wives, said. but that's about it. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than this. No, and I, you know what? If they're listening, if the wives actually listen to this, then I'll know because I'll hear something about that comment. They don't listen. So then we should be okay. They just click like. <laughs> you know what? That being said, um, I, if it's okay to speak on their behalf, I got to say we have probably the two most supportive women in the world when it comes to doing this. Yes. You know, hands down. I mean, the fact of the matter is with a, a lot of the stuff that's happened recently within our families and whatnot, um, to allow us to kind of carry on with this and to do this is absolutely amazing. So big shout out to the ladies in our lives um, for their unconditional support and understanding through all of this, um, you know. Absolutely. That, that's, that's the truth of it. But hey, let's talk some wrestling, man. Um, Raw. We'll just kind of talk about it really quick. So the show, the show opens with the uh, tag team package uh, unification package from SmackDown uh, this past Friday, where the Usos are now the unified tag team champions of the world, uh, which means between Roman and his cousins, they take technically own majority of the hardware now outside of the two intercontinental and, uh, U.S. titles, which I think would be kind of fun if Usos took one of those each, too, eh? They might, dude. The Bloodlines are running the show, it seems. They got all the belts, most of the straps. I mean, who's going to take, take it from Reigns? Well, 
Interesting you said that. So the next two programs that they're looking at for Roman right now is because of that attack that he um that attack that he did on SmackDown at the end of the match, uh beating up Riddle and um Randy Orton the way he did. Word has it that Riddle will probably be his first um his first challenge coming at money in the bank. So maybe not hell in the cell. I don't think anything's going to happen there no. for Roman. I don't think Roman's going to even be on the card on that one, to be honest. Doesn't look um, like it. it doesn't look like it. So they're setting it up where they're going to have Riddle versus Orton at money in the bank. And something's going to happen there where Randy then will challenge him at SummerSlam for the title. Challenge, challenge Roman for SummerSlam. So that's what like... By the way, that'd be... Well, yeah, well, they're saving, they're saving, it's supposed to be Drew, right? But they're saving Drew now for that September show in Cardiff in Wales. Smart. Right, but that could change if Tyson Fury decides that he wants to be on the card. That'd be sweet, man. So if Fury to... comes on, he's going to want to fight Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he's been who... talking a little smack about him. Yeah, yeah, right? And uh, who did he fight in Abu Dhabi? Who, Fury? Yeah. I can't remember now, to be honest with you, dude. Oh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, Strowman. Yeah, that's right. He fought Strowman. That's right, right. So, um, yeah, so it looks like unless Fury decides that he wants to be on the card, those look like the next three guys in line for um, for him. You think um, he beat Reigns at SummerSlam? No, I don't think anyone's going to take the title off of him right now. I, I think it's going to – I think they're building him so strong. It's I don't know who can do it. I mean, if you look at it right now, you know, Randy Orton would be one guy that could potentially could take it off of him, right? Yeah. You look at the guys that potentially could beat him, I would have to say your next world champion would have to either be Drew McIntyre because he's beaten Brock. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton, for sure. Uh, I would say AJ. Definitely. Yeah, maybe. What about Bobby? Bobby Lashley? Well, that's another story there. Now he's all tied up with Omos and everything. So maybe down the road, right? I mean, yeah, bring him back again and see what's going on with him. But I mean, if you think about the five, six guys, those would be all of them. And Edge. They're the only guys that could believably beat him. Yeah. You think in some Lesnar, capacity. You think Lesnar will be at SummerSlam? I don't know. Maybe Brock's off for the year. I haven't heard from him anywhere. You know, there's no, he hasn't made any posts. I haven't seen anything on him on social media. He hasn't made the news wire in any form or sense. So. going to show up one night and just run out there and start kicking some butt. Well, that's about it. I mean, really, what can you do with him right now? Like, I mean, Brock is slightly humanized now you know with 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 that whole feud that he went through right i mean yeah um but i i think brock in the true sense of modern day wrestling he is what andre was he's an attraction yep right larger than life character you know exactly so i mean having him on the show every week and i get it it makes sense not to have him on the show but that being said i think the only thing that i was never really a fan of was making him champion that way you know, I, I feel that the title needs to be on the show, especially considering how hard they have, how hard of a time they have doing anything you without mean just a champion. Promos and stuff, not wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just kind of like, you know, I, I get it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this kind of goes. But right now, I, I just don't see anyone taking that belt off of them. I, who? I think they're building up for Rock, and I'm not saying Rock will do it, but they're building up for Rock and Reigns next year at Mania at, uh, in L.A. there. Well, his schedule's free. He's got nothing yeah. filming at that time. So, I mean, all in the Let's be honest, is... though. I mean, Rock's a great entertainer. He's a, one of the best mic men, but the last time Rock wrestled, he didn't look very good. Again, so, you know, what's he going to be like now? He's even older, even heavier. Well, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out, right? I mean, he's got enough time to prepare for it. And, you know, it's kind of teasing it. Have you ever watched Young Rock? No, you said that. I gotta check it out. What's it Dude, on? It's so funny. It's on NBC, right? It comes on NBC. When I've seen clips of it, but yeah, I haven't actually watched it. But it's I should. actually really, really cool. I mean, I don't know how much of it is blown out of proportion or how much of it is actually legit in sure, terms of, in terms of the characters and whatnot. But you know, seeing Macho Man on there and, and seeing Andre on there, and Andre plays a big role in this. I didn't. 
you know, like, I, I don't know if they're they're accentuating it or, or making it bigger than it was, but it really feels that Andre played a big role in Dwayne Johnson's life. Like a lot of these guys did when he was living in Hawaii. How lucky Hawaii. is he? How lucky well, think about it. Like, dad is a wrestler with all these macho men, Hogan and Andre around. Like, that's crazy. Well, you watch the show and like, you know, it, okay, so the way the show's set up, it's, it's Dwayne Johnson in 2032 or something like that. And he's actually on the campaign trail to become U.S. president. Oh, okay. So basically, the um, I think he's Korean Park, uh, that actor. Okay. Um, he was on... Did you watch Ant-Man? No, I've never seen that. I don't do okay. the superhero thing, really. Okay, fair enough. Uh, anyways, he, he's been around. If you see him, you'll know who he is. Okay. He's on that show, Fresh Off the Boat, the Asian family that lives in Atlanta or something. Never seen it. Okay, anyways. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to give Chad yeah, yeah. an image. But anyways, he's on it, and he's kind of interviewing him every episode. And, and the way the show breaks down is there's three stages of rock. There's, I don't know, preteen rock, teenager yeah. rock, and Miami, uh, you know, hurricanes rock. Okay. Right, so you got the three stages. So when he's at his youngest, that's when they were living in Hawaii. And they were running all these shows out of Hawaii. And these were monster shows, dude. Like from Aloha Stadium, his grandmother, who, who was the promoter for that region, um, they were they were filling Aloha Stadium, which has capacity of fifty to 60,000 people for these shows. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Polynesian Pro Wrestling. I actually went and YouTubed it and watched some of it. It's pretty, it's legit, man. Like, this shit's, like, for real. Like, was on the, well, everyone, man. like, dude, you, they basically ran WrestleMania 1 in a lot of ways before WrestleMania 1 was ran. And it was in front of a bigger crowd. Andre versus John Studd. Uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were on the card. Oh, um, wow. You know, like, so all these guys were there. So Macho Man was there. Elizabeth has been, was there. Oh, wow. So it kind of shows you how far back these characters actually go before Vince had them. And it, it's a really cool dynamic how the show works because you just see The Rock with all these bigger-than-life characters that we just grew up with in our living room on our TV screens. But he yeah. actually had them in his living room. It's pretty lucky, right? man. So so there's episodes where Andre will, will, you know, I will take him fishing and, you know, talk to the boy. And sort of a deal. So you have all these really cool moments where they show, you know, things that I've never heard about or stories that you've never heard of. Um, So it's really cool. And it goes through all the different stages. So he's in Hawaii. And then when he's a teenager, he's in Memphis. And there you see the relationship with Jerry Lawler, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, all these other characters that were there. And he spent, you know, who was one of the biggest uh, influence in his life, it seems, Harvey Whippleman, downtown Bruno. No shit. He lived with him as a kid. So when he moved from Hawaii to Memphis, um, him and his dad flew out there and his mom was going to drive from Hawaii with the car. But his old man never, like Rocky Johnson never got an apartment or anything because he was too busy wrestling on the road and for Memphis uh, Memphis wrestling and whatnot. So he ended up living with uh, Harvey Whippleman in his hotel. Wow. So, I mean, the stories are just insane and it's done really well. I'll be honest, I wasn't too sure what to expect and whatnot, but I'll be on. It's fun. It's a really fun show. Guy, I recommend it, bro. I really yeah, recommend yeah. it. It's really fun. Um, 80s wrestling personified, the nostalgia. It fills in some gaps that, you know, you, you think about from time to time when you're watching something. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think about. Um, Pat Patterson's on the show. Vince McMahon is on the show. Like nice. the characters and yeah. whatnot. But you just get to see a lot of things that you didn't know about. Like Rocky Johnson screwed himself out of WrestleMania. Why? What did he do? He went against his contract with Vince to, to go fight for a show in Saudi Arabia. But he's kicking himself for that one. Well, he's dead now, but yeah, he, he probably yeah, was for the longest time, right? I mean, he missed out. He really missed out. And it's kind of an interesting show because you get to see these dynamics that you don't know of. Yeah. Right. So it's really fun to watch and uh, it kind of covers everything. And it's kind of cool because one of the last episodes that I saw show where the rock says, I want to wrestle. Oh, nice. Was it and then, no, this is when uh, he was with the Miami, the, the, the University Hurricanes. of Miami Hurricanes. 
Yeah. So, you know, when all that fell apart and, and the CFL didn't work out for him, which they show him going to Calgary and doing all these things and whatnot. And, you know, he ends up training. Pat Patterson comes out and, you know, it shows him all these different level stuff, right? The first time he was in the locker room and he met Stone Cold and Mick Foley and, you know, the Undertaker came in the room. So it was really cool. That's all, you know, like I can't, I can't stress enough. I think it's a really fun show. Um, you know, there's not enough wrestling shows out there for us outside of what we see, but these kind of shows are Speaking kind of, of cool. wrestling shows. What's up with this Miz reality show? Have you ever watched it? I heard good things about it. Miz and Mrs. Yeah. I've never seen it. Is you it know what? Good? Yeah. I I've caught it. Um, I've, I've seen, I've seen the first couple seasons. It's fun. Yeah. It's your, it's your typical show. I mean, Miz, Miz does Miz and his wife is his wife and his dad's probably the character of the show. I, I love his dad. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, I gotta check his, that out. His dad's hilarious. I don't know if he's pretending or if he's if he's actually, you know, the way he is on that. But it's fun. It's a pretty you cool show. A really good wrestling show that I liked, uh, Legends House. You ever check that out? Legends House was really fun too. It was kind of insightful. Um, it was probably one of the first things that WWE did, right? You know, for the network. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it, I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate because i'm I'm glad they were able to get some of those characters on when they did. I mean, if you think about it, there's no Piper anymore. Mean Jean. Mean Jean's not with us anymore. Um, Hacksaw was on there, right? Hacksaw was on there as well. Sure. Tony Atlas was on there. Um, Hillbilly Jim, I believe, was on there. Hillbilly Jim, yeah, he was funny. Hillbilly Jim, uh, Roddy Piper. Piper. So Piper was on there. Mean Jean was on there, but he was the host. Uh, Pat Patterson was on there. Um, that's three so far that I passed away since that show came out. Yeah, I enjoyed Hogan Knows Best too. That was a good show. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of hurt his career. Guys, no, kids screwed him, man. That car accident and broke with a singing he cut a lot of money to them, man. No, he did, man. Um, think that, about that, it though, like I was telling you before. When we say we you see Nick Hogan, what do you say? You don't say that's Nick Hogan, you say that's Hulk's kid. Yeah, I didn't look up like that. Your dad's the most recognizable wrestler of all time and everybody says that's hulk's kid and everybody say hey nick like do you even know what nick does like what does he even do yeah um i, I don't see know him in the car does. i see him in the garage with his dad look at my dad's cars they're so clean like i don't even know what he does for a job or anything i think a lot of those kids do nothing except try to you know gain their popularity with social media and everything speaking of which how much of a role do you think social media plays with all these wrestlers now man do you think they're wasting more time on their phones than they do their in working on their craft. And, you know, I think this goes across the board for, for boxing as well. Like I almost feel that boxers and wrestlers are more concerned about the social media platforms and everything than they are concerned with their in, in ring work. I think you're onto something with that. Yeah. They want to see how many likes they get, how many views they get, start smack talking somebody. So it plays a huge role. I mean, they spend a lot of time on their phones, laptops, whatever. You know, smack talking, watching videos they shouldn't be watching. You know, definitely. But definitely yeah, yeah. I almost feel like it's taken away from from their skill set. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, well, people's perceptions, people's perceptions. But you know what? I th- I think the best way to get, especially in wrestling and boxing, is proving yourself in the ring. Absolutely. Right. I get it. I get it. We're and scripted. they read the comments too. Like they read the comments. They say, oh, we don't read our fans' comments. A lot of them scroll down there for hours. Well, this guy called me this. This person said that. They, they check their comments. Not everyone, but they check a lot of them. But how much of their skill set are they throwing away by, by wasting so much time on that? Like I get it. You want to get out there and put your you know name out there. But at the end of the day, if you don't perform in the ring, what good is your social media? It's worth zero at that point. Right? Like I, I think just perfect your craft prove something yeah. right i mean i i think guys that have worked hard and, and really perfected their craft and are able to go into the ring and you already know you're going to get a great match i'm talking pro wrestling yeah you know but it's it's almost it almost feels like they're dictated by public perception especially in the wrestling world dude, a lot of these internet fans they they control the show to a certain point control the character all their crying and complaining and they don't like this they don't like that and you know the producers they read this stuff you know no no it's true it's true and you know uh, we were talking about this off air one day um aew is a prime example of this i'm not shitting on aew here at all but their product is purely based 
on the internet wrestling community, in my opinion. I mean, if there's one promotion out there that listens to them and tries to cater to them as best as they can, it's AEW. And I think, in my opinion, this is just me, I don't think they'll ever get as big as the WWE because of that business model that they're subscribing to. Mm. I totally agree with you on that. The Fed... WWE does not listen. Like, if there's one company who doesn't read the comments, maybe they do, but they just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Is WWE hands down? Yeah. Think about it. How many times, you know, have you seen stuff and you thought, okay, they should be listening to the fans, but they don't because they know that they're catering to more of a global scene, a global market. That's a lot of the. That's a good point. A lot of North American fans don't understand that. What you just said there, the clay. WWE is a global brand. AEW is just North America. They're not global at all. Not like, yet. Maybe one day, but not no, right now. No, they're getting there. There's, I mean, they're still in their infancy, right? I mean, yeah, for what they've that. accomplished in two, three years now that they've been in existence, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. They've done more. They they provided more of a challenge than any other promotion that's tried to come up since WCW. WCW, WCW right? TNA failed miserably. I mean, there's there but yeah yeah but again it just they couldn't get it right they didn't have like, the money behind it. they didn't have a con they didn't have tony khan's dad pumping money in either right well i mean i think tony khan's dad has uh some bigger issues my I'm question sure. for you is this and i keep saying this to all the aw fans they got some talent there but what stars they've been around what three years two years yeah. three yeah what stars have they created because i can't name one that they've created and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have, but I can't think of one. All the guys that we talk about are CM Punk, all old guys, Jericho, everybody over their 40s. They created one star yet? I'm trying to think, bro. I'm trying to yeah, think. No, I know. I know. I'm just trying to, I can't. Um, well, they got that monster factory. So, I mean, I, when Cody was there, a lot of the guys that they were training that Cody had set up uh, were a part of that kind of, that group. I guess. Uh, the night, the nightmare family. Like Dante Marsh. You know, guys like that. But those are the guys that they've created. Um, you know, uh, the the names that are in that company are all indie guys that kind of came on that didn't really like, okay, granted, I knew who I didn't. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you know who most of these guys were from the indies. Mm-hmm. If you're the casual fan, the guy who's just getting on the AEW train, so to speak. Um, no, they, they really haven't. Like, whatever they've created hasn't really stuck yet. Or thing. hasn't grown. Um, what does that remind you of? That reminds me of WCW. WCW reminds- a couple stars, but not many. Well, I mean, Goldberg, I guess, is the one name that comes out of that group Dang. entirely. Buff Bagwell, maybe. Yeah, but again, it didn't it did translate for him in WWE. I guess you count MJF. Is he, is he a star? Like, he's good, but is he a star? Um, I love the guy, but I mean. I, I think right now. MJF is probably the biggest name in professional wrestling that Vince didn't create. Yeah. Hands like down. A, we're scratching our heads. We're digging. We're like, oh, who could be a star? So AWS, they got to start creating some of their own talent. I know it's nice I mean, to have the punks and Jerichos. They got to start building up. Yeah, but that's the problem when, when you keep signing everybody. Right? Yeah. Um, but but you can start, you start to see some of the cracks now a little bit, right? Like the fine yeah. cracks are starting to emerge. You have an oversaturated roster. You yes. have too many people and not enough time for everyone. The storylines are okay, per se. Um, I'm not, you know, the wrestling's amazing. Yeah, they got I, some good. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think the wrestling is better in AEW than WWE overall, in general. In terms of the in-ring, the actual guys yeah, can fight just, competing. That's all I'm saying. More of an indie style. It's more like you watch. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's fun to watch because they have a little bit more leeway with their own characters in AEW. Mm. That's that's a fact. Um, they're they're able to do a bit more. Like WWE, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like they have who can get a haircut and who can't get a haircut list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's very controlled in WWE. Uh, I, I'll give this to AEW. It's fun because the guys can actually be themselves. Yeah. I think AEW is great for anyone who wants to go to the Fed. Oh, yeah, it's a great training ground. Right? Yeah. So from that... Give AEW one thing, and I've always said, they got better commentating than WWE. I'm not a big fan of WWE's commentators at all. Yeah, Don't care. Enough. 
Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, like I said, not knocking AEW. I, you know, I, I don't want anyone. We're to not knocking it. it. We're just saying how they they got to yeah. start making some stars, right? You know, people listening to this without listening to it will knock us oh, for yeah. saying that, right? These guys are AEW haters. These guys well, are clowns. That's it. Like you look at you look at their groups on the Facebook and whatnot. Like they're ready to complain. You know what they sound like? They sound like vegetarian and vegans to me. They probably are most vegetarians and vegans. Right? Like, I, again, man, I'm getting my ass kicked here today. Um, nothing against vegetarians and vegans. My whole family is vegetarian. And you know what? A quarter of them are now becoming vegans as well. And, you know, all the power What's to What's the them. difference between a vegetarian and vegan for those who are listening that don't know? So a vegetarian is someone who basically eats vegetables, but they'll have dairy, including cheese, milk, and stuff like that in their diets. Okay. Once, And you know what? They'll... Unless they're like super assed, Rick, they'll turn a blind eye to cake and stuff like that that has eggs in them and whatnot, right? Yeah. They don't go out of the way to eat eggs or meat or fish or anything like that. Yeah. But if there's eggs in a cake or something, they're they're not, you know, too concerned. Now, yeah. vegans, on the other hand, um, will not touch anything dairy. So okay. no dairy products whatsoever. No, nothing yeah. animal. Yeah. Right? But... I know vegans who wear leather shoes and leather belts, so I don't. <laughs> the thing but about vegans, they always want to tell you, I'm a vegan. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care, but you always want to tell you. you know what I mean? Yeah, because or I'm an atheist. I'm yeah. a vegan atheist. Well, who cares? No, they all want to promote their shit. See, this is what bothers me about them. And you know what? This is my family does this to me all the time, you know, because I grew up in a vegetarian family, literally grew up as a kid. And until I found a job and was able to go to McDonald's and buy myself a cheeseburger whenever I needed it, you know, I basically grew up a vegetarian for most of my life. I'm still probably, you know, I still have a pretty heavy vegetarian diet because of my family now, even, right? Like, uh, thank God Aria loves meat. You know, that helps me. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but what, my, my biggest pet peeve with, with that group is that and I'm not saying it's all of them. It's just my own experience. Mm-hmm. I find vegetarians and vegans will be the first to tell you, oh, you know, eating meat is bad. Oh, look at that. Like, oh, poor animal. And when you're sitting there with it on your plate and they're shooting these comments at you, mm-hmm. you know, their commentary is too much. Oh, poor animal. Like my mom will sit there and go, oh, poor animal. Didn't get a chance to live. I go, it, it was bread for consumption. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. If you look at the meat that we eat, it's grown on a farm like your fucking carrots and corn is. And, and for consumption, they don't breed all, you know, a thousand sheep at a time to let them run wild. Yeah. Right. Bread, raise them up, eat them, kill them. And that that's pretty much it. And, you know, and it sounds, um, you know, it sounds kind of harsh the way I'm putting it. Yeah. But it's it, it's a piss off when you're trying to enjoy your meal. And you have people, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder or you're doing this or like whatnot. Guy, yeah. And then, you know, and the worst is when you go to a restaurant with them and you sit down and they'll complain off their fucking wall. Like, oh, there's not really many options here for us. Oh, what are we supposed to eat? You know, great. I've gone to vegan and vegetarian restaurants as well with them with my family, with friends to support and be honest. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I'm sitting there. I don't sit there and go, oh, poor broccoli. Look at that broccoli. You didn't get a chance to bloom fully. You know, like, but it's funny how they want their voices heard. Yes. But you can't say nothing back. You summed it up perfectly and beautifully, my man. Absolutely. That's, that's what they do. Right? They don't stop. <laughs> no. If you want to be vegan and vegetarian, I'm totally cool to do what you want, but you don't got to preach to everybody about it. I'm talking well, about that, more than millennials that do that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you have a greater chance of finding vegetarians and vegans with protest signs circling around, you know, outside of a steakhouse <laughs> saying meat is murder, blah, blah, blah. This is this. You tell me how many of us meat eaters yes. go to the fucking vegetarian vegan restaurant saying, you know, plant plants deserve to live. Plants, you know, <laughs> They got vegans, they have those millennial vegans, they got a lot of time on their hands. I don't know, they're not at work, I guess. They have time to protest all day, I guess. I'm not sure. We we live in a different time now where this generation 
feels that as soon as they go to look for a job, every job should be about $30 an hour. They should automatically get six weeks vacation and they're not going to start for the first three weeks because they have some retreat to go to. And they don't want to wait the six, three to six months for benefits. They got to go get their teeth done right away, you know? Well, you know how it is, brother. Hey. Mm-hmm. But hey, let's oh, yeah. get back to wrestling here. So Raw opens up with a six-man tag. Uh, Riddle and the Prophets, three Prophets against Usos and Sami Zayn. Uh, pretty solid match back and forth. It really ends quickly here with the Usos walking out on uh, the joke of the WWE, I hate to say it, uh, Sami Zayn now. And yeah. uh, Riddle beats him with an RKO, and that's basically the match. Um, it's a story continuation. Riddle Riddle is kind of like a lone wolf right now. It looks like they've kind of written Randy off for a little while, uh, citing his back and whatnot is injured. I don't know if that's storyline or not, but, you know, just a way to get them off. They're a heck of a good tag team together. They're money together, so. Oh, they're fun. It, it's a lot. It's 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 a lot of fun. Riddle vowing to get revenge on the bloodline by himself. So this is kind of planting the seeds for that money in the bank match now, right? Yeah. So it looks like Riddle is going to try to do whatever he can to kind of destroy these guys. Uh, I like having the profits in there. I think those are probably the next logical guys to go after the titles. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see the new day against them yet. Um, ultimately, I have a feeling that's where that thing's going to climax because you're going to get a, a tag team match here because they keep promoting the Usos as the longest reigning SmackDown champions. Well, you know what? The new day is the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. That's true. Yeah. Right. That's so true. ultimately, I think it's going to come down to them. But you know what? I like the profits. I don't want them to get lost in the shuffle. So this might be something really good here as well. Uh, Then it comes down to Lashley coming out and he cuts a promo. He's talking about the cage match and, you know, he's talking about MVP and whatnot. That brings out MVP and Omos to the stage. Uh, They kind of go back and forth. And uh, he basically, Lashley challenges uh, MVP to a match that night, saying the winner of this match can decide the stipulation to Omos's and um, and um, Omos's and uh, oh shit, well, who am I thinking? Uh, Bobby Lashley's match coming up. So um, fast forward to the show, Lashley wins. I don't know what the stipulation is. Yeah, Judgment. So this is really interesting. So they show the Judgment Day coming out, and Judgment Day comes out, and they go to commercial break. They come back from commercial break. And they do the whole fucking video package for Bianca, uh, Bianca and um, Becky and Oscar. Then they go to a backstage segment with with uh, Adam Pierce and Becky Lynch talking. I'm thinking, well, did I miss the segment with the Judgment Day? No. Then they shoot back to the ring, and they're still in there. So they they were out there standing to wait for almost like ten minutes before they I went know. on. That was crazy. I didn't, you know, like, like you had these guys standing in the ring. What, what, they just stood there, man. Like, I don't know what they do, but anyways, they come out. They basically, you know, they all say their little piece. How, you know, Damien's talking about, you know, the sheeple. I love that term. That's good. Uh, you know, that's a cool term. So he kind of comes out with that sheeple term and, uh, you know, all that's kind of going on. And then Rhea comes out and she says her piece and uh, then Edge comes on. He's talking about, you know, how he's altered and changed the lives of these two guys. And he starts talking about, you know, the new guys that they want. He talks about AJ joining them. He, he's saying that Finn should be joining them. And, um, you know, they keep teasing different people. Liv should have joined them. Here's what I think is going to happen. Finn didn't come out for the save. I think Finn's going to show up as the demon and he's going to be the newest member. That was a cool spin. I never thought of it that way, but I like Finn. He's such a good athlete, such a good talent in the ring. So I like to see them do something with him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. And um, you got the radio on in the background, brother? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically it. So that leads right into the AJ, AJ and Liv Morgan against Priest and Ripley. Straightforward match. Everyone stayed safe. Rhea beat up um, Liv. And then at the end of the match, they beat them both down. And no one came to make the save, which leads me to think that maybe Finn might be the next guy. And he's someone who needs a boost, man. Big time boost. He's been hanging around a long time. So hopefully they do something with him. He'd be a good fit. 
Oh, he was a former Universal Champion too, right? I mean, he was yeah. the first Universal Champion. I, I really feel that they've mishandled Finn Balor a lot, in my opinion. I, I think that he could have been so much more. Um, he Maybe he's been him off in the back. Who knows? I don't think he's pissing anybody off, man. I don't think. I think the only people that are pissing anyone off in the back right now would be Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yeah, not even Naomi. Here's the thing I've read about all this, man. I, no one's putting any heat on Naomi. They're they're all saying it's Sasha and Sasha manipulated Naomi into doing this and whatnot. But, but Naomi's a, a full grown woman. She should know better than if something's wrong, it's wrong. She shouldn't have went with it. Well, the reality is she has the greatest connection to the company right now in terms of the bloodline. Yeah. Now, this is what I found interesting. You had them as the women's tag team champion. I'm surprised they didn't include her into the bloodline with that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, then the bloodline would have women's titles as well. And they'd also have... They'd also have the... All the other goals except the two secondary men titles. Never thought of that, but yeah, that'd be cool. But maybe too much though. Is it too much though? I'd love to see one faction have it all, man. That'd be fun. Bloodline's close, man. They're getting close. There's one more left in NXT too. There's the younger Uso. He's yeah, still yeah. waiting. He's still waiting to come up. He's uh the Uso brother's little brother. Yeah, I see him. And he's, bi- and he's bigger. Um yeah, I don't. I don't want to pretend to know. I see it in my head. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm not sure what his name is. But yeah, so that that's basically that's kind of where it is. Now here's something cool. King's Court. Jerry Lawler came out to do the King's Court segment, and he came out, and his guest was Veermont. Yep, seen that. Now, here's what I loved about this, and we were talking about the global market, and this is where WWE is doing things right. So. I don't know if I mentioned this to you on air or we were talking about it privately. WrestleMania did 56, 56 million people in India watched WrestleMania. That's crazy, dude. 56 million people watched both nights. That's pretty impressive. Right? So that's just where this global market piece comes in now. So Veer Mon, they kept pumping him and pumping him. And, you know, he's being laughed at here in North America. But his his pull is huge over in India. Oh, yeah. Now, here's, here's the thing with Veer Mon. So for the listeners who don't know, he was actually, if, if any of you have seen the movie or not, Million Dollar Arm. He was one of those two guys who actually won that contest came to America with zero English and basically got drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Great story, man. Great right? story. So he was one of those two guys who actually, uh, Rinku was his name. So if you watch the movie, he's his character, well, his real name is Rinku. Uh, he was one of the guys from Million Dollar Arm. And I'm not sure if he's the one who stuck with baseball, but I think he went on to Australia and played out there for a while and coached and whatnot. But both these guys were cricket players before. Okay. So, you know, for, so that's why they went out there to find, you know, the next great arm in baseball sort of a deal. And uh, that that's kind of where he's from originally. So to hear him actually talk on the mic was kind of cool. His English is amazing. Yeah, dude, he's a he's an amazing talent. One thing I didn't like about that segment, though, dude, is if you're going to have Jerry Lawler in the ring, you know, making fun of him, calling him Harry and all that stuff, <laughs> your Mahan's got to hit him. But you can't. So here's a funny story. Well, you know this, but a lot of people don't know this. Jerry Lawler is not allowed to take a bump in WWE because of his health condition. However, he still wrestles on the indie scene. Yeah. So well, what I didn't like about that segment was if you're going to have Jerry make fun of him and stuff, I'd like to see Mahan smack him around and throw him around, but he couldn't because Jerry Lawler is not allowed to take a bump in WWE. So I think that took away from the segment. One other thing I noticed, Veer Mahan is not that big of a guy. Lawler's not very big, and I thought Veer was a lot bigger. When he's standing by Lawler, he didn't look that big. He's just wide. Yeah, no, he's a dangerous man, but he's, I thought he'd be like a little bit – I thought he's a little taller and a little bit – He's about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, I think. I mean, Lawler's about the same height as well, right? So Yeah, but, I think but, but here's the thing. That's the thing, though, right? I mean, that's why Rick is going to be fighting somewhere else. I mean, the other thing the Federation or, you know, the WWE does really well now – is, is take care of the talent and not taking chances. I mean, yeah. can you blame them 
for for letting Waller in the ring. Oh no, no, I don't blame them for not letting no, Waller. No, 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 but I'm just saying the guy almost died on air. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. Right. But what I'm saying is, I would have put somebody else to do that spot instead of Lawler. That way, Veer Mahan could smack him around a bit. Put you know a commentator in there. Put somebody else out there. Anybody. Who, yeah, but if you put him on Miss TV, Miss is already tied up. Uh, the only other one I could have seen was the KO show, but KO's tied up with Ezekiel. Or my or thing is, does dude have him have Veer Mahan on King's Court? If if Lawler is going to make fun of him like that and try to you know, make him the heel, and he can't hit him. It kind of took away from it, I thought. It was kind of funny. Who was the heel in that segment? Was it Veermont or was it Jerry? No, man. It was a hard call. It it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was entertaining. I'm just saying, if you're going to the monster has to hit you, and then when Veer doesn't hit him, you know, it's kind of like, took away from it, I thought, a little bit. But we're still both. I completely agree. I hear what you're saying, and I get it completely, right? Um, didn't Lawler fight Ziggler after his heart attack on WWE? I don't believe so, but I'm not 100% positive. I think he did. He had one match where he came out and, and he kind of tangled with Ziggler for a while. But I can't blame the Fed. I mean, no, I don't blame him at all. I wouldn't want you know, him a heart attack on live TV. I, I, well, that's the thing. I, you you got to, they're, they're protecting their interest. Yeah, I don't knock him at all. I'm just saying, I would have put maybe yeah. somebody else. If you're going to do that segment, I probably would have put somebody else out there personally, but. But like I said, anyone else who could have done the segment is already in feuds. Yeah. Right? I think that's why they brought Jerry out. And what about I, Corey Graves? He could come out there and interview on the backstage let him smack that guy around. Yeah, Corey's being cleared to wrestle. Smack mm-hmm. Corey around a bit. He could take the bump. He's only in his early 40s or whatever Or, Bri- or Brian Saxton. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would say. Like, hey, we're going to interview Veer Mahan, the monster, and then he smacks the crap out of him. But I, I get it. Law is more entertaining than those guys. It's more funny, right? I, I think also because we're talking global market here, this is going to yeah. be shown on Sony 10 Sports in India. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool because I get all these channels. So it's kind of sometimes if I don't like the feed from the USA network, I'll go check out India's feed or I'll go check out, you know, yeah. BT Sports feed sort of a deal just That's to kind cool. of see where everyone's at. But um, you know who's got the clearest picture? BT Sports, I found. Do they? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know they're I'm good. I'm telling you, man, get one of those IPTV boxes. They're a lifesaver. Oh, I'm going to, dude. I got one just around the corner from me here, though. Buddy who sells them there. Okay. So, um, rest of Raw, pretty straightforward. Uh, um, Asuka, uh, sorry, uh, Alexa Bliss against Nikki Ash. Um, Alexa wins. Yeah. Um, they're kind of slowly. It's still developing her character to what she's supposed to be next. I don't know. I hope they figure it out. I really like her. Um, I do too. Great, great talent. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the two Scottish ladies there. I'm not sure where they're going with it. I think by now, Nikki should have lost the costume and got serious again. But maybe she's not there yet. Let's see. Let's see where that's going. Show ends with a rematch from last week's main event. So Becky Lynch versus Oscar. If Becky wins, she'll be added to the match at Hell in the Cell, making it a triple threat. Spoiler alert: Becky won. Now we have a triple threat match. <laughs> That'd be good match, though. No, I think it'll be fun. So here is what I know, as we're speaking, the matches that are going to be happening at Hell in the Cell. So triple threat match for the. Raw Women's Championship. It's going to be Bianca versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch now. Omos versus Lashley with some sort of stipulation. I'm not sure what it is. Um, We have Seth versus Cody in Hell in the Cell. So that's going to be your marquee Hell in the Cell match. match. Um, Don't know who don't know who um, Ronda is going to be facing if she's even on the card. Not much out of the SmackDown now. All these matches are basically out of Raw right now. So I guess we have to tune in on Friday to see what matches are going to be on the card from SmackDown. I mean, are any titles outside the women's title going to be defended? I don't know. So far, no. That's the only thing. We still have two weeks to go, so they'll put something together. Yeah, yeah. I, I would expect it, though, last week. Like, I mean, Raw seems to be ahead. We got half the card, the Raw card already done. Yeah. Right. So does that mean we're going to get a hell in the cell from the SmackDown side? Oh, sorry. Uh, another match here. Um, Ezekiel versus um, 
Kevin Owens. That'd be a good match. I like, so we, I like Ezekiel, so he's good. Yeah. Owens wrestles, so it should be fun. That should be a fun match. We'll see how that plays out. And then I have a feeling the Mysterios, one half of the Mysterios, probably Dominic against Veermon, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. other than that, like, I really don't know where they're, they're going to go with this. Like, where's the Miz? Miz and, Miz and, um, Miz and what's his face? Um, Cody had a match. Talking about that. Cody? Yeah. No, I'm oh, saying yeah. about Miz. What do you no. mean? Well, well, Miz and Cody had a fight as well on Raw, but then was interrupted by Seth Rollins. So, I mean, it's just kind of like they just kind of keep going back and forth with all that. I hope right? after this Cody Seth match, that's the end of that and they move on to something else. Well, they have to move on. Like, how much further can you go with it? Right. Um, Mustafa Ali, he's kind of in limbo. So, either he's going to face, I think, Tyson or Tyson Theory for, for the uh, US title, perhaps. Maybe that'll be on you the mean, card. Austin Theory, you mean? Austin Theory, pardon me. If he fights Tyson uh, Theory, he's gonna get his head knocked. Yeah, off. yeah. Sorry, sorry. I lost oh, the theory. Um, so that's kind of where Hell in a Cell kind of looks like. It's a bit of a slow build, but it looks like a solid card so far. I'm just so looking at. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But um, hey, you know what? What else? Do you have anything on your mind? Is anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do chances top five here before you bring this baby home. All right. Well, I guess it's time to kind of get the car started here. So, what do you got? You can cap on. Yeah. I'm going to go with Chance's top five. This is your personal favorite. doesn't have to be ranked by all, you know, the elites or whatever. We're going to say your top five little men of all time. And I don't mean little people. I mean, Rey Mysterio's, you know, the guys that, let's just say six, two and under. Oh, okay. Uh... Your personal favorite. My personal favorite little guy, I guess, if we're going to call it that. I'd have to say Daniel Bryan. Okay. Um, Daniel Bryan definitely is on that list. I'd have to throw in um, – would you consider Seth a little guy? Sure. We can give him that. Give yeah. take. Seth, uh, Finn Balor, AJ. we got one more to go. we got four. And um, some of you guys may not know him, but Will Ospreay. I don't think many people know who that is. Why Will Ospreay little... is awesome. He's uh, predominantly he's an English wrestler. Okay. He's predominantly based out of Japan. Yeah, he's he's a mainstay with New Japan. Um, he he's he's going to be on the AEW New Japan cross promotion pay per view, so you can catch him there. Um, it's a good list. Yeah. Um, if there's one match I'd recommend, it's Ricochet. Versus Osprey before Ricochet came to the WWE. Okay, a lot of old school wrestling fans were very un, you know unflattered by that because they felt they took away from the essence of what real wrestling is, or you know like you know the takedowns and arm drags and whatnot. But these two guys put on an acrobatic clinic. It was really fun to watch. So um, I really recommend everybody watching that match. Will Osprey versus um ricochet what about you man Who you... Off my top five quickly because there's a couple guys that i want some people will obviously know about for me for five top five little guys ray uh dynamite kid uh d malenko uh eddie guerrero and you didn't count Shawn michaels as a little guy i don't know he did big things well, he was a little guy at the time of the big guy wrestling right if you yeah. think about it he, when he was out there outside of him and brett at that time, mm-hmm. everybody else was over 6'4", 6'3". Oh, yeah. The Hulk Hogan right? era monsters, right? Right. Sean, Sean and Brett both come in at six feet. I'm six taller feet. than Brett. So I, unless he shrunk. Well, he six, always... six feet, they say, booking-wise, they're probably 5'10", 5, 5'11". 5, Perhaps, right? Because, I mean, I'm 6'1", and, you know, when, when I stood beside Brett, he kind of, like, he was right here. He's probably 5'11", 6 foot. Yeah, he was right here. Right, yeah. like that was the top of his head. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, nice guy. Total nice guy. Got to meet him outside the U2 concert in uh, 2017, 2018. Cool. Really cool. Yeah, no, that's a good list. You know what? I had obviously I want Ray on there as well, but I was just trying to break it down to kind of. No, you could, you know, you could probably just 10, 15 guys you really want to. Yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ray would definitely be on favorite. that list. I picked Will only for the fact that that match intrigued me so much. And I think he's one guy that I'd love to see in WWE. Yeah. 
But I don't know. He, there's a lot of guys who could be there that don't want to go. I never understood that mentality. That's like, um, you know. It's so controlled. That's why. No, I get it. But that's like saying, you know, Connor McDavid, hey, you can go to the NHL, but no, I don't want to go. No, I get what you're saying. I think what's what the, the big concern is with a lot of the indie guys. Well, that's like that's like a, a rock and roll band saying, No, I'm not gonna sign to the big label. I'll just play uh, the bar on Tuesday night for two hundred people instead of playing for twenty thousand people. Don't you want more people to see you to see your craft? Isn't that the goal of all this? So yeah. there's a band out there from the sixties called Love. Okay. Now Love was in the same situation that you just described and they turned down the money because they were afraid that the money would lead to them getting stoned all the time and drugs and all the bad shit that follows with it. But unfortunately they ended up doing all that shit anyways with no money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I'm not saying sell out for the money, but I'm saying like, that'd be like Connor McDavid. You know, I don't want to go with NHL. I think, I think the big problem here is, and we talked about this earlier, Finn Balor, for example, one guy that wasn't used properly, who could have been used and utilized so much better, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think a lot of the indie guys, like the Kenny Omegas, the Will Ospreys, that would do really, really well, you would think, in WWE, don't want to come here because of all the control. I get it. Right? And that's the biggest thing. They're afraid that they'll come here and they'll get lost in the shuffle. Now, what people don't understand is WWE is... is when you join WWE, yes, it's completely controlled, but everything is taught to you. Like a lot of the guys that are in AEW, and including Kenny Omega, who's considered one of the best wrestlers in the world, top three in the world today. In had, ring, yeah. In ring, okay? Had no concept per se how television worked. There you go. Right? So th- I think this is where a lot of people fail to realize what wwe does yeah you know it's an entertainment thing, company. Like, people say oh i get lost and shuffle get lost and shuffle if you're that good and you look like a star and you're that damn good you're not going to get lost in the shuffle because you're going to go to the top because you why would they not want to put the best at the top i mean people I, get I think, bills and stuff but if you're that good yeah. you're going to get noticed i think i think i think people are afraid i think guys like that who think they're that good mm-hmm. are afraid that they get there and they're not that good. There's that point too. I said, well, best point of the night, man. You nailed it. That's very mm-hmm. true. Good point. Good call. Right. And, but but then you got to keep in mind that WWE is so multifaceted. It's just not in ring a talent that, you know, you, you got to be good on the mic. You got to mm-hmm. know your cues. You got to know which camera to be looking at. There's exactly. so many things that they do. Right. And a lot of those AEW guys have gotten better at it now, but it, it took guys like Jericho and, and Punk, I'll give Punk this. They know how to do, do TV. Yeah. Right. They learned from WWE. So they're able, Jericho, those guys, Cody, those are the guys that were teaching the Kenny Omegas, the Young Bucks, things like that, like how to actually do TV. Yes. Right. And it's a big difference than a house show. TV is very different. Very different. Right. You got to know what camera you're looking at. When you're doing your promo, you're looking straight ahead. But you know what? You get that cue, then you got to turn to the right and look at the camera that's on the ring corner apron and sort of a deal. Like when I've ever gone to a live event, like a TV taping or anything, yeah, I'm watching the stuff in the ring, but I'm also intrigued by where everyone's cues are coming from to understand it better. Yeah. Most of like, the, you know, I don't do that myself, but I, I, I know you do that. You've been saying Next that. time you go in Edmonton when you're there for Raw in September. Watch it, man. Like you, oh. you, you know. I think you'd have more fun watching that aspect of the of, of the show than the actual show. Yeah, I'll have to do that, man. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll check it's it kind of like it's kind of like when you go to a soccer game or something or a football match. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you only see what the screen shows you. Yes, what the cameraman's focused on. You don't see the behind the play or the the, the players that are are coming from, from, from the 18-yard line all the way up forward to play defense or, or, or to get into the attack. Yeah. Right? I mean, stuff like that's amazing because you don't get to see that play formulate in the back. Yeah, you're doing that. We went to that Mariners game that time. I remember you checking out the cameras and the setup and the lighting and all that. It's phenomenal. That's where it's at, man. It's like you get the cues. Like, I can tell you when a commercial's coming. Yeah. 
Because all you have to do is look down in between the boards at a hockey game. And if you see that red light come on or it blinks one or two, three times, oh, commercial break after this whistle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just you you find all these little, you know, pieces. But hey, man, we, we've digressed a lot today. Um, great conversation. And man, I really had a good time with this. This is a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, we talked wrestling and, you know, I, unfortunately, there's not a huge amount of stories coming out this week. So you know, we, we, we kind of filled it with everything else. And you know what I forgot to do again? Everyone, thank you for liking and subscribing our show. Uh, I know it's near the end and you're probably not listening. But if you are still listening, please like and subscribe. Uh, it helps us a lot. Uh, I think we're hit the magic number of 50. I think you and I should go and celebrate with a beer uh, <laughs> this Stella. weekend. Stella and uh, Bud Light. Stella and Bud Light, man. There you go. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're working hard here for you guys. And we're Actually, trying to I'm going to buy you, I'm going to, before we shut this down, I'm going to buy you one of the, that Wayne Gretzky beer. It's really good. I think okay, enjoy definitely. It. Yeah, definitely. We'll try it out, man. We'll try it out. Um, that being said, guys, thank you so much for all your support and, and love. It means a lot to us. Keep those comments coming. Um, got one for Mr. Durgan telling us that our lighting needs to be better. Uh, so we have taken that into account and we're going to do our best to improve that aspect of the show. Yeah. Uh, but we're also improving. We're, we're continuously improving. We're getting better with every take here. It's becoming easier to do now in terms of, you know, just getting our thoughts out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with everything that we're doing here, man. Oh, so yeah, that's I'm all cool. being said, man, let's get this thing wrapped up because I think puck drop is in a few minutes here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Any so, minute. Before we go, what do you think for tonight? Dogger's going to come out, man, fighting. Because if they don't want to go down 3-1 to the Oilers, so I don't know, man. I think Oilers take it, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Calgary did either because this is – they got to get this does, game. Does this fall on Mike Smith now? A little bit. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I don't really see anyone in front of him. I just see forwards in front of him. I know there's yeah. two defensemen, but I all know. I see are forwards and a goalie. I know. Very reminiscent of the 80s Oilers, man. Yeah, we got high-power offense. Evander Kane's on fire, man. Got a hat-trick last time. I guess after that fake Vax passport, he's went to a whole other level. So I don't know. There's a lot of on him. I like his team didn't like him. <laughs> no, but he's got a good team now. Like He's got good players around him, so I guess he knows this is his last chance. So he's making the most of it. Credit to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Colorado keeps going. They're on a roll, yeah. and... Um... Tampa, Tampa's on the next round. Rangers well, I'm surprised people were even doubting Tampa, to be honest, man. You're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. You can have a subpar regular season. Yeah. As long as you get into the dance. And out of all the teams that are there, they're probably the only team who knows what to do to win. Yep. Think about it. Right. Every yeah. every yeah. single player on that team, fourth line, first line, Stamkos, they're all blocking shots. Oh, Yeah. Right, no one's afraid to do the dirty work, and that's why they've gone to the third round now. Vasilevsky has been average for the most part of the season, but he knows when it counts. Yeah, he turned it up when it counts, like right now. Right, like right now, they're they're the team to beat. I almost feel that Colorado probably won't beat them if they meet up in the final. Tampa's gonna be hungry. They want to get that three peat. They want to be that dynasty, right? So, I'm telling you right now, man, and no disrespect to your Oilers or the Flames or Carolina or the Rangers, it's going to be a Colorado Tampa final. That's what it's looking like. I'm going for Colorado. Because they're going the dynasty. Uh, I'm only going for Colorado, to be fair, because Patrick Watt played for them. Fair enough. And I'm a huge Patrick Watt fan. If there's, I'm, I'm usually a team guy when it comes to team sports, but for me, Patrick Watt was was an idol of mine growing up as a little kid. Um, you know, watching him with the Habs in 86 win the Stanley Cup and then come back and do it again. Um, you know, it's pretty cool for me. Yeah. So, I grew up with Gretzky and Messier. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? I mean, we I grew up with those guys as well. But I think Patrick Waugh, being a Hab, being well, a Habs yeah, fan, yeah. you know, he he was my guy. And when he went to Colorado, I kind of became a Colorado fan, a pseudo-Colorado fan, just because of him. Yeah, him and Bray Bork, man, they brought the cup to Colorado. With so that's the, it. That's it, right? So they got that. And then uh, I think I've just become a, a cadre fan, to be honest. He's a great player. Another example of a guy who leaves Toronto and has success. <laughs> Good one, yeah. Right? Yeah. All I'm right. Sure. 
So let's wrap it up here. Uh, my name is Bobby Sampson, and I want to say thank you to everybody for joining us again and for listening to our show. Thank you for letting us into your ears. Sam, uh, Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those who download, support, and like, and share our podcast, we salute you. Everybody, have a great night. We'll be back in a couple of days here with uh, a look at what's happening this weekend in the world of professional boxing. We'll also talk about Canelo and Triple G, which was announced yesterday. Uh, we still don't yep. know where that venue is going to be. And we'll also talk about the fight that's two weeks from now, the unification fight number eight, Devin Haney against George Cambosos Jr. in Melbourne. So stay tuned for that. We'll probably have that out for you guys by the weekend. But in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everybody, have a great night and stay humble. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.